Hello, and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, Chinese President Xi Jinping has held talks with foreign leaders who arrived in Beijing for the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. Hamas has launched more rocket attacks on Israeli targets in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. The United Nations Security Council has rejected a draft resolution proposed by Russia calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. We begin with the Belt and Road Forum in Beijing. Chinese President Xi Jinping has held separate talks with foreign leaders who arrived in Beijing for the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. In his meeting with Kazakh President Kasim Jomar Tokayev, President Xi emphasized the importance of a strong bilateral relationship to ensure mutual development and regional peace and stability. He urged both sides to pass on the good neighborliness and continue to advance ties. Xi Jinping has also met with leaders of Serbia, Indonesia, Ethiopia, Chile, Hungary, and Papua New Guinea. Guests from more than 140 countries are gathering in Beijing for the Belt and Road Forum. Chen Ziyuan takes a look at what to expect from the two-day event. Some of the major activities scheduled to take place on Tuesday afternoon, including the CEO Summit, what we can expect on the coming days, including a keynote speech delivered by Chinese President Xi Jinping at the opening ceremony, and more forums will be held throughout the event, including three high-level forums focusing on digital economy, green development, and also connectivity. We will also have six thematic forums focusing on people-to-people exchanges, maritime cooperation, and also regional cooperation and three others. Officials say the forum on people-to-people exchanges will be focusing on, for example, high-quality development, one of the major themes of this year, and also cultural exchanges and also peace development. And some of the events being held, including keynote speech and also guest speeches and also rounds of discussions. So we're expecting some of the major achievements being announced at the forums and multiple forums and also high-level guests as well as government officials will be attending the event. We have a lot to expect from Beijing coming up in the next two days. That was Chen Ziyuan reporting. Still in Asia, air raid sirens have sounded in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv after Hamas fired a nighttime barrage of rockets. Meanwhile, the United Nations and the African Union have sent warnings on Israel's expected ground assault on the Gaza Strip. Ross Collin reports from Tel Aviv. We had air raid sirens here, as you alluded to. We had to shelter in place in Israel's Iron Dome interceptor system, set off some destructive explosions, intercepting those rockets. It has become a regular fact of daily life here. But we do have regular attacks in the south of Israel, around the Gaza Strip, envelope as it's known, communities there regularly with rocket attacks and coming from Hezbollah positions in southern Lebanon into northern Israel as well. But the Israeli Air Force continuing their bombardments of Gaza, which the Israeli Air Force says is to try to clear the path, clear the uh, way, lay the groundwork for the infantry incursion, which we do expect in the coming days. Uh, Regular uh, Israeli Air Force helicopters, Robin Blackhawks, moving behind us throughout the day up and down the coast here. And we also have drones uh, overhead as well, Israeli surveillance uh, drones. So there is a lot going on in terms of Israel's preparation for this coming invasion, which 
many people think would be a, a catastrophe. The United Nations has warned against, warned against it. The African Union says that there could be a risk of genocide if Israel goes ahead with this incursion uh, into Gaza. That was Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv. Hospitals in Gaza are facing a catastrophe due to the shortage of medicine and medical supplies as hundreds of injured people arrive every day. Now, they are also serving as shelter for Gaza residents in dire need of basic necessities. Noor Harazin reports from Gaza. People take turns surrounding water tank, trying to fill it up as much as they can before the hospital's tank runs out of water. Jum'a Abu Gainas is one of them. He brought dozens of empty bottles to fill them from the water tanks at the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Hospital. On Friday, Abu Gainas fled his home in Gaza City for southern Gaza, seeking shelter at his cousin's home. Since then, every day he takes a 20-minute walk to this hospital to bring back some water for his family. There is no electricity, no water, there is no medicine. The situation here is catastrophic. We call upon the whole world to consider our situation. I walked a long way to come here to fill the water so my family can drink. Last week, Israel ordered a complete siege on Gaza, stopping electricity, fuel, water and food supplies from entering the coastal enclave. This decision left 2.3 million Palestinians in dire need for almost everything they need to survive. Abu Ubaid and his family of 10 fled their home in Jubalia refugee camp after the heavy Israeli shelling destroyed their house. They've taken refugee at the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Hospital. Here in the hospital, it's safer than our homes in the streets. But still, there are bombings around the hospitals. Actually, there is no place safe. Around 400,000 Palestinians in Gaza fled their homes after the Israeli military ordered an evacuation from northern Gaza. The humanitarian crisis in the Strip is adding to their suffering. That was Noor Harazin in Gaza. The UN Security Council has failed to pass a draft resolution by Russia that called for a humanitarian ceasefire in the Middle East. China has expressed its regret over the result. China's ambassador to the United Nations says humanitarian issues shouldn't be politicized and the protection of civilians should be the priority for all parties. Jiang Jing noted that China welcomes all efforts at de-escalation and restoring peace. Jody Jacobs reports from New York. There was a lot of last-minute negotiations that took place before this vote, even minutes before the meeting started. But in the end, the UN Security Council was not able to pass Russia's resolution for humanitarian support into Gaza. Russia had drafted a resolution calling for the release of hostages, humanitarian aid access and the safe evacuation of civilians in need. The text condemned the violence against civilians and all acts of terrorism, but did not name Hamas. And due to this, it failed. The draft resolution received five votes in favor, four votes against, and six were abstentions. The Secretary-General Antonio Guterres will be headed to the Middle East later this week. He is expected to meet with Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi before making his way to the Egyptian side of the Rafah crossing, the border between Egypt and Gaza. That was Jody Jacobs in New York. Finally, in Africa, 
some of Africa's poorest nations are reeling from a sharp rise in the price of sugar in recent years. Many countries do not produce enough sugar and rely heavily on import. By the collapse of key sugar companies in countries like Kenya, Nick Mundimba visited an area of western Kenya where both producers and consumers are being hit. Viviana Cheng owns an eatery in the outskirts of Kenya's Kakamega County. For years, she had tested the sweet success in her business by selling delicacies and beverages that contain sugar. But the price of sugar has shot up in recent years, and this has left a bitter aftertaste in her mouth, as business has become less profitable and more difficult to run. Sugar is a key ingredient in most of the snacks and drinks she sells. She's had to cut back on her sugar consumption. My hotel is sustained through selling beverages like tea, but now the sugar prices keep on increasing, which is affecting our business. If it goes on this way, I will have to close the business because of such difficult circumstances. Kakamega County, like most parts of Western Kenya, forms the core of the East African nation's sugar belt. It is a leading producer of sugarcane used in producing sugar. There are many sugar mills in or nearby the county, but sugarcane farmers are facing difficult times. They struggle to make ends meet and can hardly afford the sugar produced from the sugarcane they grow. Some leading sugar factories in the area have collapsed or are struggling to compete with cheaper imports. Godfrey Magero has been a cane farmer for more than 20 years. He says he has never witnessed anything like the current state of cane farming in those years. These days, I have to go to the sugar milling company and plead with them to take my sugar cane. The level of corruption is so high in these factories. I have to dig deeper into my pocket to bribe the officials for my sugar cane to be considered for purchase. These companies are not facilitating us. Mostly, we do not have fertilizers and seeds, and vast fertile land is lying idle due to issues such as lack of better prices for our produce. We also have to resort to our own survival tactics. Unavailability of key sugar milling companies in Kenya is making so many sugarcane farmers to hold their products. But with this all situation, this is trickling down to the consumers making sugar very expensive. They're just waiting for better rates for them to release the sugarcane. That was Nick Mudimba reporting from Kenya. Recapping today's headlines. Chinese President Xi Jinping has held talks with foreign leaders who arrived in Beijing for the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. Hamas has launched more rocket attacks on Israeli targets in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. The United Nations Security Council has rejected a draft resolution proposed by Russia calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. And that's it for this edition of The Top Story a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.